What's well, everybody? Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report brought to you by DGO Strategies. This is your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer for Dothan Woods Football on 96.9, The Legend. We got a fun show playing for you guys this week, continuing the series. We're having coaches on each week, each episode, to talk about the upcoming season with their teams, focusing right now on a lot of the newer coaches in the Wiregrass. And joining me on today's show will be Ashford head coach David Stapleton, going into his first year with the Yellow Jackets. And we have a really fun 30-minute conversation. We had planned 15-20. Uh, he was gracious uh, with his time, and uh, we got a good 30-minute conversation with Coach Stapleton on the show today. We'll talk about him getting hired back in February, going through the spring and the summer. What has he learned about his team? What excites him about this team? What kind of team can you expect offensively and defensively? And we get into some other fun stuff as well with Coach Stapleton. And also remember, we jump into that conversation, as always, where you can find me and the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also leave reviews and ratings on Spotify, so please do that as well. You can listen to the show over at the Wiregrass Daily News. There's two locations there you can find it. There is the main tab. When you just pull up the site, you can see it there. Uh, you can also see it over on the sports section. Just go to the top. There's a little tab, drop down list, you can hit sports. And there's just an overall podcast tab as well. So multiple places you can find it there on the Wiregrass Daily News website. And remember, guys, you can always email me also at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Now let's jump to my conversation with Ashford Yellow Jackets head coach. David Stapleton. Everybody joining me this week on the Wiregrass High School Football Report is Ashford Yellow Jackets head coach David Stapleton. And uh, Coach Stapleton, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, come on the show this week. Yeah, Philip, thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate you reaching out and and getting this set up. So um, I've been listening to to your podcast and kind of, you know, I was coming back from the beach. Um, today so i took some time to to listen to your podcast and just excited to be on here all right all right i hope i uh i didn't uh, scare you off or anything when you was listening to me talk i mean the, the coaches i have on are great but you know i might be the part that drags down the podcast <laughs> no 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 it was, it, was all, it was all good so so you know uh, kind of just jumping into it just uh, you were hired back in february there at ashford uh, how's the last five months been for you uh, on the job yeah, it's it's kind of been a blur, Philip. Um, you know, I was in Tuscaloosa. Um, I was working uh, for Adam Weingarten in Tuscaloosa County the past two years, and I got this job in February. And uh, my wife, she's an accountant, and uh, she was still working in Tuscaloosa. And I actually came down here and have been living with my in-laws in Ayrton, Alabama. Um, you know, for the past few months, we're, we're now moved to Dothan. Um, and she's now down here full time talking about my wife, but, uh, all the way up until, uh, you know, the end of May, I was living with my in-laws and driving back and forth from Ayrton 
um, to Ashford every day and uh, would go and see my wife on the weekends. But uh, just had to get down here and, and get my feet wet and, you know, build those relationships with the kids and um, the people in this community, um, my administration, the school staff, and just like really get familiar with, with Ashford. Um, so it was kind of a blur, you know, but it's been great. It's, it's definitely a dream job for me. Um, and it's also, like I said, it's closer to my wife's family. So uh, that's a blessing as well. Um, you know, so just excited to be here. And, and uh, you know, like I said, it's my dream job. And um, I'm just truly blessed to, to be here and be the head coach at Ashford. Oh, and kind of going back to that hiring process, how did that go and on what stood out to you about Ashford? Yeah, so I think the thing, Philip, is like when you're younger and you don't have any head coaching experience, I think there's there's two things that can happen. I think you either get promoted from within and you become head coach of the place that you're at or you take over a program, a program that has been struggling. And um, my former head coach, Adam Weingarten, did a really good job of mentoring me and, and leading me in a direction to take that next step and go be a head coach from an assistant to a head coach. Um, just being with him the past two years. And so um, just getting out there and, and interviewing and, you know, it's crazy, Phil, because I never really, I, this past off season when I was, you know, kind of, I was interviewing and, and, you know, trying to get the experience, um, you know, what it would be like to get that position and, um, you know, I came down here to Ashford, and it was closer to my wife's family and, you know, just talking to my wife. And it was, it was funny because I actually pulled up that day at Ashford, and, you know, I just told my wife, you know, I don't really know if anything will come of this at all. And, you know, I I guess I didn't really have um, crazy expectations. I, I really didn't think that they would call me back, if I'm being honest with you, just because of having that lack of experience that I mentioned. Um, you know, because I know it can be a turnoff to a lot of people. But going in there and going through the interview process um, with Dr. Chambers and, and uh, Mr. Turvin and uh, Coach Easterwood and uh, Mr. Robertson, um, you know, for them it was a positive. Uh, just the fact that I was younger and even though I didn't have that head coaching experience, um, they, they felt like I could lead these young men here at Ashford. And um, they felt like, you know, that they, they like my plan and, and like what I had to offer and like what I had to bring to this community. Um, so they were willing to take a chance on me, and, and I'm, I'm blessed for that. I'm super thankful. Um, you know, I, I think when I came down here, I asked a bunch of people about this job. And, uh, you know, I think the, the main thing was that, you know, they have the kids. They just haven't been able to put it together. So, um, you know, I – I think it's, it's a like I said, it's it's my dream job. It's it's right where I'm supposed to be. I'm super thrilled to be here, and blessed. Um, you know, I I think my job now is to is to help these kids and help this community and help everybody put it together. But um, you know, that takes a village, and I can't do it by myself. But yeah, it's uh like I said, it's it's been a blur. It's been a whirlwind, and um, you know, I, I was super excited when they hired me. I didn't take much time and. You know, I I told him I wanted the job, and like I said, I I finished up there in Tuscaloosa and and came down here as quick as I could and got my foot in the door, and we just started with 
strength and conditioning and getting to know these kids and just trying to really trying to build those relationships is, is a huge piece. Like, you know, just um, shaking as many hands and talking to as many people as I can, just getting my face out in front of everybody that I possibly can, um, you know, has, has definitely helped. Uh, you know, going back to what you got, you, know, you got to mention it there a little bit, but just when the, the first time you got to meet with your team, um, what was it like, you know, from from them, you know, for you meeting them for the first time? Yeah, I think when I first got here, I actually I was supposed to come um, a week earlier than the date I got here, and I think the kids thought I was going to show up then, and I actually showed up a week later. Um, and I don't think they knew I was coming that day. So, you know, I don't know that they were too prepared, you know, um, because like I said, it, and, and I don't, and I, you know, I, I don't think it's anything on any past coach or anything like that. I think sometimes just a place needs to change. And, and um, you know, I'm just trying to be that positive change for these kids in this community and in this school. So, um, you know, when I, when I got here, the, the biggest thing was, was setting expectations um, with the kids and just letting them know kind of where I stand and, and what I allow and what I don't allow. And, you know, hey, hey here's how we're going to do things. But, you know, it, I guess it wasn't in a, such a, um, you know, I will never, I always say, like, don't be, you know, you can be demanding, but don't be demeaning towards the kids. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and cuss the kid up and down or do this, that, and the third, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you know firm where I stand and what our expectations are, what our standards are. And, you know, I think when I got here, one of the biggest things was uh, kids, like, wearing Crocs in the weight room. And, I, I, you know, it was like a little thing, like, just bringing your tennis shoes. You know, like, let's just start there and let's build from there. You know, um, you know, this is how we're going to carry ourselves in the weight room. This is how we're going to put the weights back on the rack. Um, this is how we're going to clean up. This is how we're going to keep the place clean you know, um, wearing a shirt in the weight room, just things like little expectations like that, that have helped us, um, leaps and bounds, uh, in the past, you know, like you said, five months. So, um, it's just big setting that expectation, letting the kids know where you stand. And I think too, uh, we talk a lot about structure and I think these kids, whether they like it or not, um, I think deep down, they all want structure. And they, they might tell you different, you know, why can't we just do what we want to do? And, but, you know, the way I grew up and the programs I grew up in were, were really good programs with really good coaches and it always had structure. And I just think these kids are hungry for that. And so I'm, I'm just trying to provide them as much structure as I possibly can. So, you know, I think that's going to help us have success here in the long run. You know, with the team going through, you know, spring, you had a spring game, and then also as you're now, you're going through the summer. Uh, what have you learned most about about your team? Yeah, I think we've got some we've got some really tough kids. Um, our, our team is doubled in size, or more than doubled in size. So we got we got some kids out that didn't play last year. I think they finished with a little under 25 kids last year and we finished spring nine through 12 with a little over 55 kids. And, um, you know, the, the biggest thing I've learned though, just from, from the spring game and going through summer and competition, I, I think we have some tough kids We're we're extremely young, but I, I don't think they're, they're, they're not going to back down from anybody. Um, 
they're just not. You know, we went to a seven on seven at Troy, and seven on seven. You know, I tell everybody, you know, I, I think it's you know, it's not real football, but it is real competition. And I knew we were going to face adversity going to Troy and seeing some bigger schools. And I think we, we were there's probably 32 schools there, I think, and we were probably you know bottom five in terms of size. I mean, we were probably third, fourth you know, smallest team there, but, um, we competed well and, uh, won some, lost some, and I got to kind of see the kids and how they handle adversity, but, you know, also got to see them go up against a 5A and a 6A and our athletes match up with theirs. And, you know, what many oohs or ahs about having to go competing against somebody that might have a bigger team or they're a bigger classification or, you know, so I think the thing that I've taken away from these kids the most is that they, they're not going to back down, you know, um, when I got here, we got a train track that runs through our, our town. And someone told me that they always heard that towns with train tracks had the toughest kids. And I'm starting to believe that. So, um, like I said, I, I think the biggest thing for me um, since I've been here and what I've seen from these kids is that they're not going to back down. Um, they're not going to back down from the challenge. They're not going to back down from from their opponent. So, um, as a head coach, that's that's a – that's a good thing to see. Um, and it just kind of helps me know where our kids stand in terms of competition and, and how they're going to compete uh, come the fall. So, Yeah, and I know I, I grew up not too far from Ashford. Uh, I know the train tracks you're talking about, and I don't – I don't care what anybody says. For some reason, they are louder in Ashford. Don't know why. Uh, but <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm on the phone, every time I'm on the phone with somebody, it can be like the most important conversation, and that train's gonna come through and it's gonna blow that horn and it's gonna mess me all up. So it's already passed today. I think we're good, but yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely loud for sure. So luckily, I live like eight minutes away from the school, so uh, I think I sometimes hear it in distance. But yeah, it is definitely loud. You never, you never want to be stuck there uh, once coming by if you're in your car either, because you're just gonna be. You better get comfortable. You're gonna be sitting there for a minute too. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, so. talk about you. You know, with your team, you know, how how are you looking uh, when it comes to like junior seniors? You know, upperclassmen. You know, lower classmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So seniors, we have about seven. And then juniors, it falls down. There's about 13, 14. And then we have two big freshmen and sophomore class. So we're, we're extremely young. Our sophomore class is our biggest class. Um, and it's a lot of the kids that played last year. So, I mean, they had to play seven, seven eight freshmen last year. Um, I'm throwing this is a fire. Like I said, they had less than 25 kids. And so you're talking about a kid that normally would play JV. I know when I was coming up and I was playing, you know, I didn't start on varsity until I was a junior senior. And we were, you know, I graduated from Fairhope, which is now 7A school. When I was a freshman, we had a freshman team. And then you went to varsity as a sophomore, junior, senior. When I was a sophomore, I played JV. And uh, so, I mean, I've told our coaches, I can't imagine, you know, getting thrown into the fire like that um, at that young of an age uh, and, and playing, on under, you know, under Friday night life, you know, which is it, 
it can be a big moment, you know, or it is a big moment, you know, but especially for a kid that's a freshman, I mean, we're talking about 14, 15 year olds, you know, so um, a lot of those kids have already played varsity snaps, which is big for us. I mean, they're still young kids, you know, and, and you're talking about kids that probably would play, be playing JV on, on another team, but I mean, they're going to have to play on Friday nights. Like they're just going to have to, you know, cause that's just the nature of the beast. And, um, you know, we're a 3A school currently, and, and uh, that's just the way it is. But I think with them having playing last year, I think that definitely gives us an edge. They, they know what to expect. Now, from, you know, what I've heard, you know, they kind of started to turn that dial last year, and I think kind of started to figure it out, you know, through the end of the fall, um, you know, because I think the, the best thing you can do as a player is play the game. Um you know, just get those reps, whether that even be a JV football game, um, you know, or live team reps at practice. But the fact that they got so many snaps going into this year, that, that helps us tremendously. I think we got to, you know, we've got to grow up mentally. We, we, we need that. And we're, like I said, we're still young. And I mean, we got freshmen. They're going to be sophomores and eighth graders. They're going to be freshmen. So they're, they're not where they need to be yet mentally. But in terms of just getting out there and having that experience on Friday night, I think that definitely helps us and, and kind of gives us an edge there. So, yeah, we're, we're extremely young. But um, I think our senior class, as small as it is, I think has a chance to, to leave their legacy um, and finish out strong. So I think they have a chance to, to show these, these younger um, athletes, um, you know, how to lead and, and how to finish and um, – I'm, I'm super excited about every every class we got. I know last year there was one kid that he's it's our junior class now that's coming up. I think they might have had like two kids in it. And now I have like 13, you know, so that's grown. Um, so, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm super excited. We've got more kids out from, from other sports. We pulled some from baseball. We pulled some from basketball, um, you know, so – being here at Ashford too, it helps. I'm in the weight room all day, and I see every single male athlete that comes through the school. So when I first got here, I was having to recruit um, as much as I could every day. And like I said, with those relationships, having to build those relationships and just get kids wanting to come out for football, uh, which is a task in itself. Um, you know, especially when it, when a team's been struggling, it's kind of like, well, how do how do I find value in that? You know, so. Um, you got to make it interesting. You got to make it fun. I, you know, try to try to um, you know make it their idea. And uh, you know, luckily we've been able to pull some kids. So um, yeah, that's kind of where we're sitting at number wise, right there around about fifty five kids. Uh, you know, looking at offense defense, um, what kind of team can people can expect? Like style of play that you want to see from your offense and your defense. Yeah, I think offensively we're going to be – it's going to be pretty much, you know, I, I say spread, but I think sometimes when people say spread, they think, well, you're, you're not, you know, you're going to air it out. But that's not really the case either. You know, um, I think there's merit to both. I think there's merit to the run game. I think there's merit to the pass game. Um, but I'm not too heavy on either side, and, and neither is Coach Chitty. Um, our offensive coordinator. Um, I think it's much more of a balanced attack. Um, but I think it is going to be more spread than it's been in the past. 
Um, and I think we got the athletes that can do it. And um, our quarterback, Will Hart Lawrence, and he's going to go into his senior year. And um, I think the kids really gravitate towards him. And, um, you know, so on that side of the ball, like I said, it's, it's not, um, you know, it's not too heavy to either side. I like to think of it more of like a balance attack. And um, when I say spread, that, that could mean multiple things. But um, it's, it's really just based out of a spread. And, and then on defense, we're going to base off of an odd front. And But there again, we can get into a four down or we can get into a, a five-man look or, um, you know, but base and talking about just how we started in the spring, it's an, it's an odd front. Um, you know, I'm trying to get – as much speed on the field as I can on defense. Um, I think it's really hard when you go four down in high school. I think it's really difficult to try to find that fourth defensive lineman, um, especially at Ashford. I think we got a lot more skill player type kids and that we do have some linemen, but not so much that it creates all this depth, uh, especially with us being a three, a, you know, where I just came from up there in Tuscaloosa, they got their two deep. Um, on the D line, and, and it's a four-man front. And if you got that depth, that's that's awesome. You know, that's why it's hard to come by. But in high school, I just think it's hard to find four true defensive linemen you feel good about. So I'd rather have three in there, and then three linebackers and, and five DV. So um, just trying to get as much speed on the field as we can, and and um, definitely more. Uh, you know, I wanna I wanna make the offense uncomfortable. If, you know, as much as I can. Um, so, uh, like, we definitely like to be on the side that's attacking. You know, I think on offense, you try to attack. You know, so I think on defense, you got to do the same thing. I think you got to attack on defense. You got to, you got to force their hand and, and make them feel pressure and um, make them feel uneasy and then force turnovers and force incompletions and, and force sacks and negative plays and, um, but again, I think you, you still you got to be able to play in base, and you got to be able to do, um, you know, like what we installed in the spring. Like you, you got to be able to line up and play base. You got to be able to be able to read keys and and get aligned. And, and then the biggest thing is, is running to the football. So um, there hadn't been one practice since spring where where we go without doing pursuit drill. So the emphasis on running to the football is is massive. Um, it's key for us and. Uh, you know, without that, it really don't matter what you line up in. So if you're not pursuing the football, um, you can just forget the rest of it and then throw the rest of it out the window. But um, if you got 11 guys that are going to pursue the, the football with, with violent intentions, then you're, you're going to give yourself a chance. Um, and we got some kids with some speed, and we, we definitely have definitely have some athletes around here. And, and uh, I'm excited to see it all come together. Yeah, you know, whenever I hear a coach talk about, and I don't know if you meant the opposing team or if you even talk about your own offense in practice, but the uh, the uncomfortable part is I always think about Trent Dilfer. He talks about comfortable being uncomfortable and stuff like that. And that always pops in my head whenever I hear another coach uh, brings that up. Right. Yeah. 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 We we definitely want to uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable. I mean, we, you know, I. Like I said, I, these, these kids, they, they've been thrown in the fire, and, and uh, they're extremely young. And I, I think, you know, and, and then being truthful, I, they have a ways to go mentally, but I did too when I was a freshman and sophomore. So, 
Um, you know, I think they've got to learn how to to overcome some certain things, and and uh, and it's not an easy task. I mean, you're talking about rebuilding the program, and um, you know, I think that takes time. And um, you know, like I said, I was I was listening to your your podcast today, and I heard one of the coaches talk about you know how Rome wasn't built in a day, and uh, he kind of talked about that and. It was funny because, like, when I first got here to Ashford and there was another interview and I was talking and I said, you know, Rome wasn't built today, but they laid bricks every day. And, uh, you know, that's just that's just what we got to do with these kids. It's just like daily um, laying bricks and just being consistent with these kids, consistent messaging, and consistent with our practices and consistent with our um, verbiage and how we talk to these kids, just a lot of consistency in laying bricks because it is not – um this overnight success that you know like like i said i think sometimes a place needs change but just because there's change doesn't mean there's going to be success um and i think i told you earlier but like it takes a village so um you know that's me that's these coaches that's the players that's our admin the community um every stakeholder you can think of i mean all the way to the people that are going to be uh working the chain gang i mean everybody's got to be on the same page for us to be successful. You know, it's not just rolling the ball out there on Friday nights and, and getting after it. Um, you know, and that, that's another thing too, is like since taking this job, I mean, you do so little football, you know, that's really the fun part. And, um, and there's a lot of other fun things outside of the football with that come with this job. But the football seriously is probably, I'd even say less than 10%. Um, you know, everything that really goes on, like behind the curtains, so, um, you know, I just think uh, we just keep laying bricks and, and keep being consistent with these kids. And then over time, um, things together. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I, feel, I feel good about it. And I, I'm, I'm super excited to see it all come together. Uh, the kids have been working their tails off. And, and I'm excited to get them back tomorrow. So, yep. You know, in the uh, last couple of things, and I told you 20, I've kept you a few minutes over. So uh, these last two things I told you about off the air, just some fun questions I like to ask coach, especially the first time uh, they come on to the show. And the first one is, and you, you kind of alluded to it actually earlier in our conversation here, but when you hear the term Friday night lights, Friday night football, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I think for me with, with Friday night lights is um, – you know, growing up, I was a ball boy whenever I was playing, like, city league football. And I just always remember um, just walking on the field with the players, like, during pregame and tossing the ball around. And, like, I, you know, the air kind of feels a little different. The grass you're walking on kind of feels a little different, almost like it's, like, sacred, you know. Um, you know, you can you can smell what they're cooking at the concession stand. There might even be like some smoke coming from the grills and in the sky. And it's a uh, it's definitely uh, a sacred night. Uh, you know, I think uh, Friday nights is like I mean, it, I I think the closest thing you can probably get to like war. You know, I think uh, um, there's just so much that goes into it, and there's so many people that pour into it. Um, and then, you know, it's just two different teams that are they're going out there competing, trying to come out on top and, um, you know, and you're doing it with your brothers and um, as a coaching staff, you, you know, 
those are your brothers too. So, um, like I said, you just pour it's there's so so much poured into it. Um, I mean, you're talking about entire off season and uh, you know spring and summer, and uh, there's just so much like lead up and anticipation. Um, you know, fans pouring in and then kids watching and looking up to the players and um, the band and the cheerleaders. I think there's just so much about a Friday night that's so sacred and special. Um, the announcers, there's just so many things that come to mind, um, you know, that I just think back to, um, even like, like I said, I, I think all the way back to being a ball boy, you know, and how, you know, how special that felt. And uh, even on like the bus ride there, you know, and then uh, if you won, the bus ride home was always good. And if you lost, the bus ride home was always bad, right? Like, you know, and then my dad was a coach. So, you know, it was always like, boy, I hope we, you know, we better win. So it's going to be a good weekend. You know, if we lose, it's not going to be that good a weekend. You know, so like, like I said, there's so many people that pour into it. There's so many emotions. Um, it, it's really it's hard to describe. I think, it, uh, you know, I, I just think that you have to, be part of it um, to, uh, to understand it. It's uh, it's different than, than anything else, in my opinion. I think it's very pure. Um, I think you know. I think the college game is it used to be very pure. I don't know if it's as pure anymore. Um, so I think like you know your JV, your middle school teams, and then also your Friday Night Lights is like the most pure football that you can possibly get. Um, you really have kids that are truly, you know, playing for Ashford, you know, or playing for whatever school they're playing for. Um, you know, so that just makes it even more special that, you know, they're playing for just, just they're playing for the love of the game. And they're playing for their community and their school and their brothers. And I think, you know, that's, that's, uh, can't get any more pure than that. So, um, yeah, you know, there, there's a, there's a million answers to that question, but, it's like I said, I think the, the biggest word is that it's sacred. It's just a sacred night and, and a special night. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, that's a, that's a, a response that's usually consensus on the response to that question. And um, the last question uh, before I let you go, and this is part of those questions uh, when you can get a chance to get away from football, which I know this time of year, that's, you know, it's, it, you're all in, getting ready for the season. But, you know, when there comes a point when you, you, you can get away, or what are some things you enjoy doing outside of football? Yeah, so um, I, I told you earlier, we were at the beach this past week, and so um, I was with my wife and her family, and uh, we like to go and visit them and down in Ayrton and get out by the pool if we can and um, get down to the beach. Uh, and then we just uh, love going to eat at different restaurants and, and kind of exploring the area. You know, I mean, she's kind of from the Wiregrass, and I graduated from Troy, but I've never lived in Dothan. And, um, you know, so kind of going out and eating and, you know, finding different places we like and then, uh, you know, just watching Braves baseball. And, you know, if we're lucky enough to go see a game, go see a game. Um, you know, so just really simple and low-key. I think, you know, both of us um, spend a lot of time working. So when we get some downtime, I think we like to be down you know, um, and kind of keep it pretty low key. So, um, you know, like I said, if, if I can, uh, if I can get away and go to the beach, go to the pool, that's great. And if we can't, then we're just going to stay in town and, and find, you know, some, some place good to eat and then get back to the house. And like I said, like during the summer, it's been, you know, cut on the Braves game. So, 
Um, that's, that's really pretty much it. Well, being in Dothan, you never have to worry about not being able to find somewhere to go eat. There's plenty of places to, to go eat at uh, around here, that is That's for sure. It. There is no doubt, yes. There's definitely some good food. So, um, you know, I uh, we're big fans of, of La Perea and, and uh, is, it, is it Richie B's? I ate there not too long ago. Um, so, you know, and then Ashley's got good food, too, talking about mm-hmm. Broadway and and uh you know david's and there's some good places right there on the strip too so yeah i've definitely been eating good so uh you know i try to move around a lot at practice so i can you know keep someone's weight off of them but yeah. <laughs> uh yeah that's it, it's the uh it's the restaurant capital world i believe here in the wiregrass but anyways coach i told you tweeting i've kept you 30 but uh, i appreciate you coming on the show uh, talking about you know the process you get hired you know a little bit about yourself just the team and all this other stuff we talked about I uh, appreciate you coming on the show and I uh, hope I can catch up with you uh, during the season sometime yes sir yeah I appreciate you Philip and uh, appreciate what you're doing and, and like I said thanks for reaching out again and uh, looking forward to speaking again alright sounds good coach but uh, anyways uh, uh, look forward to talking to you sometime down the road All right, right, once again, thanks to Coach Stapleton for coming on this edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. We appreciate him taking time. Like I said, we had planned 15, 20 minutes, and he gave gave us 30 minutes. So really appreciate the time uh, he gave us here on the show and hope to be able to chat with him some throughout the season. And that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Now, I know you guys have been kind of used to, okay, every other week since we kind of brought it back last month. Mm -mm. We're weekly now. This show is is weekly through the state championship games. So get used to it. We're here. We're here every week with the show unless something unforeseen happens. But that is the deal of moving forward here with the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Remember, you can check the show out over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can also leave ratings and reviews on Spotify now. So if you're a Spotify user, please go and do that. You can also check out the show over at the Wiregrass Daily News. I told you at the top, different locations you can find that on the site, the main page, the podcast page tab and also the sports tab as well and if you see it up on facebook leave a comment uh let us know what you think about the show and that would be really appreciated as well if you have a comment an idea a coach you think i should reach out to and have on the show you can always email me at sports talk jordan at gmail.com and remember you can follow my social media you can hit me up there too as well at p jordan SEC. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Be back next week with another episode of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. <laughs>